Bash, you put it there? He did. I did. Why do you add things to notes as if they wrote them? It's killing me. Put a different color on it or something. <laughs> he made it all caps. How, that's the it's... sign that he made it all caps? <laughs> People type all caps all the time. He's yelling at you. <sighs> Welcome to Rated NA, episode number 96 for the website nerdappropriate.com, where we talk about all things nerdy, uh, like comics and movies and games. And today it's mostly games and maybe a movie, but that's about it. I'm back, everybody. How's it hey, going? Hey. hey. Back. Back again. Matt is back. Tell a friend. <laughs> from, the icy, wait that. from the icy tundra that is New York, I am actually in Florida now. Have you recovered yeah. from your colitis? Yeah, my colitis. I might as well have had colitis. I have a gross story about driving home, but oh, uh oh, we, we have someone, someone extra special with us today. We do. Too. We have we have a special guest. We've got Clayton Donnan today with us, who's actually a friend who made a game. Oh god, yeah. awesome! Yes, yes. yay! So you're technically now what they call an indie dev. How does that yes. feel? I need to go buy a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Mraz, yeah. or some sort of like 30s cap. Yeah, maybe definitely. I'll bring the bowler back. That would be good. There you go. Yeah, that works. That's hot. I uh, just yeah. really quickly, have you seen indie game the movie yet? Uh, yeah, I have. Actually, it's it's heartwarming to me now. <laughs> good. I bet it is. We'll t- we'll talk about that more when we're talking about your game. I just wanted to know if you've seen it. You seem right. too upbeat and happy to be an indie game developer. You need like a beard <laughs> yeah. and more angst. I should. Yeah. Well, yeah, I should cut more, I guess. But you know, I'm working. <laughs> I was up till like two last night, and then I got up this morning at six. So, oh, yeah, yeah. it's just still still busy. Have, have you ever said, "If my game doesn't sell, I'm gonna kill myself"? <laughs> Did you ever say that? Oh, please! I totally should. I hear that uh, that gets a good reaction out of people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the rundown. <laughs> With that on today's podcast, um, we're gonna quickly go over our. PAX News, the PAX uh, East schedule was released this week as well, including all of the panels. Um, In our reviews and discussions, we're going to talk to Clayton about uh, his game Killing Social. Um, Mm -hmm. Ash is going to talk about uh, Mass Effect 3 Citadel in a relatively spoiler-free fashion. Um, Matt possibly played or installed SimCity. I don't know which one is the greater (laughs) achievement. And uh, Ash went to a Gears of War um, launch event at the Microsoft Store here in Orlando. Hillary and I played Tomb Raider, and Matt yes. saw Oz the Great and Powerful. And in our Naquato this week, in honor of SimCity, or I guess in defiance of SimCity, <laughs> what would the name of your metropolis be? That was good. I still can't that think of an answer. That was a question. That was yeah. a bad yeah, question. Hard question. Well, that was bad. when I was still excited about SimCity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still excited <laughs> about the question. I just hope I have an answer by the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, what's funny is that we we talked yesterday and Scott and I didn't have names yet. And I still don't have a name and you still don't have a name. Mm-mm. This so you does guys, not bode well for us. Yeah, you guys I wrote it down. Podcast, I wrote my name down. I, I have an idea. Yeah. Okay, good. Show up, Matt. <laughs> oh, burn. That was good. Oh, boy. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So how's everybody doing? 
Oh yeah. Who's gonna go first? Let's was... ask Matt. Matt, so, what have you been doing? You so, have yeah. probably most news. I didn't actually have colitis, you oh. know, which is I know a shock to everyone when Ash makes up a sickness for whoever's off the. <laughs> so One I day do. you're not going to be on the podcast, Ash, and we are going to make the worst thing ever for you. I know, I know. It's going to be happen- true. What happens if one of us actually got dysentery? That would be like the boy who cried bad. wolf. That would be terrible. Yeah. Is that what colitis is? Dysentery? No, but no. <laughs> it's one of the other ones we use all the time. <laughs> like it's like a butt infection. That's how I think about it. Oh, that makes so much <laughs> sense. Colonitis, colitis. I don't know. Uh, That's my medical training right there. <laughs> fair enough. Nice. But I loaded three neurotic pets in a truck with all of my stuff, Beverly Hillbilly style, and moved back to Florida this week. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah. Um, for good reasons, everything's good. But but we're back here. We're looking for a place. But uh, yeah. So I had uh, a cat vomit. Uh, three times in the car while driving. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, we attempted to stay. The entire state of Georgia was hotels booked. Like, could not find a single hotel from South Carolina exit 33 to Jacksonville, Florida, which is like a solid four hour drive. Is there a NASCAR event going on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, that was the joke. We kept. We have no idea. Every hotel we went to, we were like, what is going on? And, like, the funniest one was we were in, uh, we were just south of Savannah, and this girl at one of the hotels was like, well, if you can make it, exit, like, 18 in Georgia is Brunswick, Georgia. They've got a bunch of hotels, and there's literally nothing there. They have to have open hotel rooms. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, we'll, we'll keep, you know, busting our ass and trying to get down there. We get down there completely booked all the way through. Wow. Really? The worst part is, yeah. once you get to that point, you're like, oh, man, we could just push through it, right? Well, that's like, what happened. We hit Jacksonville, and it was 3.30 in the morning, and I was like, I'm not paying like $200 to sleep for four hours in Jacksonville when I'm two hours from my house at that point. So we, I don't know how I did it. Like I pushed through somehow. without. I drove 19 hours in one day. I got up at 10 o'clock in the morning and, and got to the house at 5.30 in the morning. So mm-hmm. it was a brutal, but... uh did you make your wife stay up with you? Like that's, that's a, a thing. That's an impossible task. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <I hear> that. <laughs> that, that is just not a feasible. That's not a like. That'd be like. Did I also get a million dollars while driving? Like, <laughs> See, Dave always makes me like stay awake. If like he'll fall asleep if I'm driving, which is fantastic. We but can't if, make if, our wives do anything. <laughs> anything. What is up with that? No, like seriously, I need I need to figure out what contract your wives are on, and I need to get on. on that contract because i have to stay awake i mean to her credit she did a very good a much better job than when we drove up to new york of staying awake which she i think she slept the entire 22 hours up to new york she was awake for most of it at this time but uh but yeah it was it was it was whatever so we're here we're uh doing stuff now hanging out cool being, awesome being fun times that's awesome you're back yeah so uh that's me how about you hillary Ooh, Ooh let's see so again, like I always say, I'm going to say that I've been working a lot. <laughs> yep. I'm working a lot. Seen some things. You know. um, yeah. So I'm working. Obviously, my day job's going well. My Bioware stuff is amazing. Can't wait to talk about that in a little bit. Um, I read two books this week. Both are like well over 500 pages. So Jeez. I'm pretty like, I'm pretty proud of myself for that. You're a machine. Um, I am. I'm totally a reading machine. And then... Um, I started playing Tomb Raider, which I'm so excited to talk about later. 
but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Reading, cool. playing games, hanging out with friends, working two jobs. You know, same old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. How, how about Crazy. you guys? Uh, how about you, Ash? Uh, we'll see. Same thing. Working a lot. Um, had a good week though. Good week at work. No complaints really. Um, I do have a funny story. You ever you ever get on Xbox Live and like every once in a while there's that asshole that's just like all this noise is going on through their headset and you're like, what is going on at their house and like why won't they shut the fuck up? Is it breathing um, or just like, like ambient no, just noise? Like, just like noise, like just stuff going on and like people <laughs> yelling. children. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, what is going on? Well, that was actually me today. Um, <laughs> I had my Kinect plugged in and I didn't realize my mic <laughs> through the Kinect was on. Uh-huh. So my I was playing Mass Effect multiplayer and I was just like, I was awake and I was like pounding coffee in a great mood. And my wife came out and I started singing Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> At the top of my lungs, I was like, I am spinning like a rose that somebody gave me. And she goes, she goes, you're going to make me kill myself. (laughs) 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 And so I'm like laughing and carrying on. We're like playing with the dogs and just like being ridiculous in the morning. And then I look at the party menu and my mic keeps lighting up and I look down at my headset and I'm like, shit my headset's off and i look up at this stupid connect sensor and it's been <laughs> broadcasting this like mayhem to all these strangers in the party who probably wanted to like end my life yeah so that was kind of funny this morning um nobody said anything to you huh not really they probably muted me as soon as i yeah. like as soon as verse two of stone Temple pilots came through <laughs> they're like we need this guy to show i would have left um, you on i just would have listened i would have totally made fun of you, Are you i'm an stp me? fan i'll take it there we go yeah um other than that, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Um, I haven't really talked about it on here, but I listen to a lot of the Indoor Kids, which is on the Nerdist Network, and um, I'm loving that podcast. I mean, I, I still listen to all my other podcasts, but I drive so damn much that I have to continuously like find new stuff or else I'll exhaust my like reserves of podcasts. Right. So, um, I have the same situation. Yeah, yeah. So I've been listening to that, and that's been a lot of fun. And um, this week has pretty much just been uh, Citadel for me. No big gaming news. And of course, we've been doing some other stuff with uh, the show and uh, the site, which has been a lot of fun too. But mainly just uh, podcasts and a little bit of gaming. And that leaves Scott, and then we'll get we'll put Clayton last because he's the guest. Cool. Well, <laughs> uh, I've also been playing Mass Effect One. Uh, yeah. yeah, I watched that too. I- I am happy to announce that I have gotten 100% of the achievements in Mass Effect 1. That is gross. Yeah. Can you believe it? No, I can't. It's crazy. I got a character to level 60. I beat the game on insanity. Got all of the ability and squad member achievements. So I'm feeling pretty good. I really feel like... Really Hard feel like game. I accomplished something in life this week. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part of you playing Mass Effect One is I came over. It was like right after I got in town, and he was playing, and he was in a he was on like a planet somewhere driving the goddamn Mako around yes. for fifteen hours. And I realized how horribly proportioned the Mako is to the people that get in and out of the Mako. It's like ridiculous. I, like my, my brain somehow processed that to make sense at the time when I was playing it. And like now I looked at it and I'm like, why are they taller than the Mako? That doesn't even like. And then the body of it's really thin. Like where are they all laying down next to yeah. each other? Like, yeah, they lay down like, flat on know. their stomachs in the Mako and they're they just fire that like turret. A, like, 
like an 1860s slave ship. <laughs> That's why it's so That's hard to drive is. because they're just laying down. You know, they, they use their feet to like uh, like turn it left and right. Yes, oh, I, I love the Mako. I I I enjoy. Sort Scott of also whole... likes punching himself in the face. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, the Mako was great. Like <laughs> the potential behind the the Mako was awesome. I yes, I I really miss that. I I was hoping that they'd bring some of that back for three, because really, as, yeah, well, yeah. But here's why: it it wasn't the Mako that was really the problem. I I think it was the fact that they just basically t- took some terrain maps and threw them out there, and then <laughs> dropped a few. <laughs> it's yeah, brutal. And then dropped a few um like pre-made structures on them. Yeah. Um, and then didn't give you enough, and then said, "Yeah, just drive all the way around." If this yeah. one, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you guys. I mean, Scott, you remember because you just played. But yeah. I swear, trying to climb hills in that thing. Oh god! You have to climb them Dude. sideways. It's like here's a vertical mountain, but you need to get to the top of it. So figure that out. <laughs> no, I would always right. try to climb the highest peak is and this, then throw the mako off. That's is this make? Is this mountain climbable? You won't know till you get to the top. You have to like. Halfway. You have to zigzag yeah. your way up the mountain yep. to to climb anything. It's great. So uh, just a little bit of like design and a lathe tool would have just like made that so much, you know, so much better. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, I love it. And uh, for anyone that's interested, I wrote um, an article for uh, Nerd Appropriate, the website um, that you can read and live vicariously through me in my what should be the very, very final playthrough ever for me of Mass Effect 1. Mm. Yep. So, Wait, I'm on- so did hmm? you did you mention who you're romancing? Oh, it's always Liara. Oh, well, yeah. It's always Liara. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'd be Liara. Come on. See, like, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm invested in her because, I, I'm planning. I would like to try to romance Tally in two and three, but I just can't bring myself to do it because Liara got me through the uh, insanity playthrough at the end. So I feel like I owe her. And she was a shadow uh, Little something, something. Yeah, and come on, it's Ali Hillis. What are you gonna do? I can't, I can't turn my back <laughs> yeah. on her. Um, so yeah so that's Mass Effect 1 and in addition to that uh, I've also been playing Tomb Raider which I cannot stop playing so I can't wait to talk about it so good with Hillary later so um, with that let's talk to our special guest yeah what's going Um, on Clayton working um, that's it (laughs) sadly (laughs) it's so sad Um, (laughs) I actually uh, I'm reading a little bit um we have uh i'm a teacher is my day job and uh i'm reading s- every day we have this 20 minutes of sustained silent reading or whatever That's so amazing. i've been reading the last book of the arrogant series um yeah. and it's okay i got like uh two you know, pages I, left or so i couldn't i couldn't actually make it through that i read like brisinger and all of those other books but i couldn't get, make it through the last one kudos to you uh yeah well let's not go be too excited. <laughs> no, I about put it down, and I am basically forced to read it. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, we'll just keep going. But you're right. It, it really slows down, and uh, it's been so long since I've read the other two, or three, actually. I'm like, I don't know how much I care about this. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally cared at the end of the third book, and then as soon as I got the fourth book, I'm like, this. it's been too long. Yeah. <laughs> That Great. first book felt like a novelty book to me, like because it was written by somebody who was really young, you know. And you read it, and you're kind of like, "Oh, this is kind of awesome." Somebody, I think we were like 13, right, at the time when you wrote it. Uh, so that you're like, "Oh, that's that's really awesome." Wrote it at the age of 13, and you read it, and you're like, "Yeah, it reads kind of like a 13 year old wrote this book," you know, with a with a good editor or something. 
And and then the, I got to the second one, and the novelty for me just kind of wore off. I was like, I don't you didn't really like care Eldest? about this. No, I, I didn't get into it at all. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I, yeah, it it drags. Um, and and the fourth book definitely drags in the middle. Um, it does. But eh, I don't know. I'm uh, after this. I'm I'm going to uh, try and read The Great Gatsby because I never oh, read awesome. that. That's before cool. before Good. the uh, stylized movie comes out. Yeah, yeah. I love Baz Luhrmann, so I, I think that would be that would be cool that I actually maybe know what's going on beforehand yeah, a little sure. bit. Cool. That's a good one. That's it. Working awesome. on the game. Nice. So um you know what else we're working on? <laughs> what's, what's that, Larry? I wait. Scott's like, damn it. You don't have to do that. So um, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna hand this over to Ash, but we're working on putting together the uh, party for packs. Yay! Yeah. So we are having a pre-packs party um, Thursday evening, um, and like Ooh. we said last week, we can't tell you exactly where it is yet because we don't want just hordes like hordes of fans <laughs> tearing at our clothes and like pulling our hair and trying to smell us and stuff. So um, what you have to do is if you don't know where the party is. Um, First of all, it's a totally casual, laid-back event. There's no like dress code. There's no official list or anything like that. But um, it is essentially invite-only. Uh, so if you shoot me an email, ash at nerdappropriate.com, um, I will more than likely give you the location and the time, and we'll all be there. I think Clayton will be there. Um, yep. Our friends from Recent Transmission will be there, and some special guests will be there. And it'll just be a nice, fun way to start off the weekend. It's a, so, it's um, a mixer. It's a sort of like a like a pre gathering. Collect yourself, just hang out, have a good time, talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna, gonna say that if there is a time to smell us, probably the night before pack starts is the one yeah. to go ahead yeah. and get that done. Yeah, if you want to <laughs> breathe us in, then Thursday night's the night. Yeah, because yeah. after gonna that, be cool. Just... It's gonna be hanging out, having fun. <laughs> Strippers. Whoa! Hey, what? Whoa. Who said that? <laughs> we didn't mention that part. That's the secret guest. The secret guests are a whole lot of strippers. Just kidding. Male. I hope you got some male, male. ones too. Yeah, no, they're all male strippers. They're all oh, male. good! Hooray! <laughs> dress Hooray! Vorcha. Banana so it's a Vorcha stripper line. Ooh! <laughs> the armpit thing is so hot. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've I think just developed a new business idea: is to have <laughs> have cosplay strippers. Like show up for parties and stuff like that. Yeah. That doesn't already exist. I'm disappointed in the world. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, guys, we could be rich. <laughs> oh no! I think you've just offended like <laughs> no. so many cosplayers out there right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not my no. intention here. That's that's really not what I'm getting at. That was totally my intention. Oh. Get <laughs> <laughs> your back already starting shit. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying that you take current cosplayers and make them strippers no 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 i'm saying you take strippers and you make them cosplayers <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> mean strippers don't wear costumes see i was gonna say that because they're dressing up as cops and stuff already right yeah it's just yeah. a different now they can dress as video game characters and i think it would totally yeah, they, work they've moved on from the village people and now we're gonna do video games right yep. see like, now you're following me they're like this is my favorite bachelorette in the citadel and then they start dancing right yes no? I can see I can see Mistress Chief being a um, yeah. a big seller, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> peeling off the armor, and then at the end of the party, I should go. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> um, so we also have some other uh, PAX panel announcements. Hillary, why don't you tell us about the panel that you're going to be on? So on Sunday at ten thirty in the Corgi Theater, you should come visit me. And Mylin and some other people like Melissa and Anna from uh, Reset Transmission 
uh, Sean Baptiste and uh, an author named Lacey, who I haven't met yet, who sounds super cool. Um, we're going to be on a panel talking about romance in games. And the title of it is actually Foreplay, Romance and Games. Yay. So come, is come yay on there too? Yes. Yay. Oh. Yay. Or, or you can substitute with hooray. You know, okay. whatever you want. Or yay. Yay. So we'll be talking about <laughs> games and romance and games and more romance and love interests. So it should be pretty fun. Cool. Is this Hopefully panel going to offend sense. me? Am I going to be offended by this? Probably. Okay, good. I'll be there then. Are you guys all expecting marriage proposals at this panel? You probably will. Oh, well, that would be kind of <laughs> cheap, considering I'm already married. That's the best reaction. <laughs> oh. oh. No. I think everyone on the panel, for the most part, is married, so. Yeah, I'm just kidding around. But, you know. Yes. You know me, joking, joking jokes. Jokes. People forget <laughs> about their marriages at PAX. It's just what happens. What? People just leave their rings, leave their rings at home. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Oh, key party. <laughs> hey Wow. <laughs> Do you think there'll be an orgy like there was last year? Uh, Let's hope not. Let's hope not. <laughs> oh, horrible idea. Orgies are in general. Well, <laughs> anyway, participated in an orgy, just clarifying. But um, yes, apparently last year there was some event. That's anyway. weird. Prime. <laughs> Other stuff. Speaking of events. Speaking of other events, so um, at the Bioware base, you can come visit me as well. Um, I'll be there pretty much all the time, all the day, all the day long, working and doing fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have some really cool things planned for the Bioware base. Uh, we don't, I don't, I can't really give out the schedule just yet, but we will have Raphael Sabarge on hand to do um, some voice acting stuff and also to uh, sign some autographs. Awesome. And we're going to have a photo booth and all kinds of stuff going on. So basically, it's going to be um, lots of panels, lots of discussions, lots of devs to meet, which is amazing. So, um, yeah, bring your games and posters and comic books and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, you can get them all signed and have some good conversation. Cool. So, yeah. Excited. Very cool. And we'll be there hanging out, too. You will be there hanging out. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Clayton, are you, Clayton, you're going to be at PAX, right? Yeah, yeah, we're super excited. Uh, we're going to do a little guerrilla marketing. Awesome. I called them a little late, apparently, uh, <laughs> because we weren't quite sure this thing was going to come together in time. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be there. We're going to be handing out flyers um, and trying to get people to try out the game. It's definitely uh, the type of game for a PAX person, you know, little little uh, live action killing. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Well, let's take a quick break and come back with all of our reviews, and we'll also talk to Clayton about his game, Killing Social. See you in a few. It's talking about Clayton's game because he kind of surprised us a few weeks ago and was like, hey, you know, I've been working on a game in my secret lab in my basement. Um, 
in Florida in the, the sinkhole. In the sinkhole. In the sinkhole yeah. in Florida to create a game. So tell us a little bit about Killing Social, maybe where you came up with a concept for Killing Social and a little bit about the game itself and, and the process of creating it. All right. Um, Killing Social is basically uh, tag, right? Everybody has a target, is given a target, and then in real life, you go around and hunt your friends, okay? It's based off of a game that was developed uh, by these guys in Harvard in the 50s um, called Assassin, right? Where they actually, you may have heard of it before, they had spoons and everyone would have a card with a name on it, usually a picture, and they'd go around and and hunt people, Um, and everyone is in on the game, so... The goal is to sneak up on somebody and then touch them in the back with the spoon, and you've killed them. Now, it spawned a whole bunch of other variants over the years, and it's been played on college campuses. And that's actually where I, I ran into it the first time. Um, I played it uh, on, in college, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's so it's, – it's creepy, but it's fun. <laughs> okay, okay. The, the creepiest part about it is how much fun it is. And how it really like gets your adrenaline going um, because you'll be like waiting outside of, of a classroom for somebody to come out. And there's just something weird about it. And your, your adrenaline gets going. You're like, I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they come out and you, and you stab them. And then you're like, yeah. Um, the only thing that is even remotely like that uh, in, in our daily lives um, is when – when you're playing uh, any sort of game with a boss battle that you've, you know, beat your head against for like, I don't know, an hour, right? I hear the devil may cry, uh, or mm. was it revengeance? Maybe, I yeah. Think. Revengeance. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard that that uh, boss battle is real tough. Um, mm. But when you're down to a sliver of health, and the boss is down to a sliver of health, and like you're giving it your all, and you're super focused, and then suddenly you you take them down. It's like that. It's it's crazy. Excellent. Nice. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about the actual mechanics of the game? Because I love the idea of, um, uh, of of actually going after people in the real world. Uh, but how does it actually function? Um, like what sort of devices and stuff do you use? Yeah. Well, what we do is we, uh, we were originally going to make an iPhone app. Um, but we wanted to do something uh, cheap first. So... Uh, and, and an iPhone app is cheap to, to start developing, but what we decided is the main functionality, which is basically a database-driven web system, can be done just with using a website, and then anybody with any sort of mobile device can use it. Hmm. Um, Excellent. So, so we built it, really, we started building it, and then we decided that uh, using, uh, we, we found this framework called Ratchet uh, that, we, that is uh, open. So we can use that, and and basically it makes the website sort of function like an app in a way. Uh, Mm. So you log in with an iOS device, and uh, basically you log in and you have your targets, or if you're hosting, you have the games you're hosting, and you can adjust your manager, your targets and your weapons and how many uh, points you have and stuff like that, and how many soul coins you have, actually. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So the the actual process of 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 killing someone, you, you I mentioned. I mean, I talked to you earlier about the the whole mechanics of the game, and you, there are different weapons and different traps and stuff you can lay. So it is, um, you can actually get really creative with the way that you you hunt your targets. Correct? 
Right, right. There's there's more to it than just uh, than just stabbing people, and that's uh, the big the big difference between the game that I, we've developed and and the game that I played in college is number one, the hosting is done. Ninety percent of the work in the game is done by the computer. Uh, we have a database that manages all of all of the targets, um, all of the killing, all of the points, um, and actually points are a whole new system. We call them soul coins. And whenever you kill somebody, you get a soul soul coin. Um, that allows you to purchase weapons, different types of weapons. Um, like we have this, the whole thing is sort of ninja themed. So we've, the like the it. main okay. the main uh, way you kill people is with your phone, touching them in the back. The with your phone, we call it a katana kill. Awesome. We also have <laughs> <That's> so <cool. laughs> We also have uh, punji traps, which are these spikes that weren't you actually... don't have to lay your phone on the ground or anything do you no, no. We actually have, you have stickers um you don't actually have to have stickers any any sort of uh tape or anything you just draw a little skull on it and that's how you actually lay those traps oh, cool. um but yeah so there's a whole bunch of different ways to kill people and we're actually there's a whole bunch of different uh abilities too um you can buy armor so that if you're stabbed with a katana you don't actually die um you you get shuffled back into what we call the live loop because okay. one of the biggest differences between our game and the old game is in the old game when you died uh you were done that was it you're out of the game you, your fun is over yeah um in our game when you die you become a spirit which means you can't win the game but what you can do is you can kill people still you just can't use all of the gadgets and stuff so a spirit's first target usually is the person who killed them. So there's this whole revenge aspect. Oh, awesome. And it also helps self-balance the system. So if you're an assassin who's made a whole bunch of kills, then you'll have a whole bunch of spirits on you. So it's it balanced. Really, I, uh, I can see this being like the biggest thing ever in an office environment in a large building with like a, you know, a, <laughs> yeah. you know, dozens of people working in the same building, they'll constantly be trying to assassinate each other while they're trying to get their work done. So it's, it's a really creative <laughs> a idea. Yeah, right. They're at the they're at the big board table, like trying to stab <laughs> each other with their to, butt. Someone tries to kill the CEO. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, it sounds and, so uh, much fun, man. And I'm, take I'm the so shot. Glad take the you, shot. Uh, you've gotten as far as you have with it. I mean, it's incredible. How big is your is your entire team right now? Just to give the the listeners a little bit of insight. Yeah, the entire team is uh, me. I'm basically the creative guy, game design, documents. Um, I did the website, the informative website, uh, which was interesting. I haven't worked with any sort of web web development since like 2002. Uh, so that was interesting. Basically, Nothing's changed. There, yeah, <laughs> it's different now. <laughs> CSS three is pretty cool. Um, Internet Explorer still sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, I've got a programmer, brilliant programmer, uh, Chris Burkhart. He's uh, he does all the back stuff. He he set up um, the the ASP system. He's the one who does all of the uh, programming for it, make sure all the functions work. I come up with crazy abilities and, and tools, and he's the guy who makes that stuff happen, and he's amazing. And then we have an artist, uh, a guy named Nick Macaluso, who's done all of the art um, and is just a phenomenal artist, and he's got a really cool uh, sort of cartoonish style in a way. Yeah, um, I like the so art a lot. 
thanks thanks uh he's he's brilliant um and it's been just fantastic working with these guys um, so three person team yes three person that is team. awesome that is awesome so, and how long is the have how long you guys have been uh, actually developing this and you ju- just i think this week said that you went into beta so how long from uh concept to concept from concept to beta how long has it taken you guys well we've been working together um for about two years although we put out we started um trying to build a udk a third person udk uh action game um and we we developed it It was called triangulation and you can actually uh check out and download a version of it on uh our website codecyclone.com and it's fun it's the there's a whole wall system and it's third person action and it's it's got a bunch of fun art in it um but we realized that there's basically no way a three-man team can compete in that arena yeah the the whole shooter i mean once you have the, the big guys building shooters it's really hard to appeal mm-hmm. with a small studio you know right. it's a real huge challenge it's it's about impossible to try and get something to make well i it's not impossible i guess but people are far more talented than uh than i maybe can pull it off but uh it's it's uh so we decided to go the mobile route and to try and do something that's more uh, small and niche. And uh, I had this idea from college, and I had actually been running it with some of my students for years, uh, and they loved it. Um, but it was a ton of work on my end to host the whole thing because I basically used an Excel document, shifted oh, name. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's crazy. But that's how I basically developed the, the gameplay mechanics for this, uh, figuring out what's fair and what's not fair. Very so, cool. Yeah. So yeah, tell, was, tell people where they can um, get involved with the game and get one set up for themselves. Yeah. Uh, so what you, what you should do is you should go to killingsocial.com. And there you can uh, – there's a link at the top right that says play now for free. Uh, and it is free. It's totally free, and we have a microtransaction system that uh, allows you to buy uh, – upgrade your wallet size so you can use some of the more uh, cool weapons – and also some some uh, vanity type stuff, and you can also buy soul points. So that's that's our our business model, and uh, that's one thing that I'm constantly concerned about, making sure that uh, it's not slimy, because because mm. that's you know nobody likes nobody likes that uh, trying to milk people for money sort of thing. I think right now, if you bought everything, you'd spend maybe six dollars. Cool. For, nice. Um, Very cool. Um. So, but yeah, and it's, it's a ton of fun. So you go to killingsocial.com and you can, uh, create a, create an account, uh, for free. And then you'll have to have, we really, really, really encourage people to use a mobile device. Okay. So, and we know that it works on all iOS devices, um, that are 3G or newer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it works on Android devices after Jelly Bean, Jelly Bean and on. Um, we've had problems with Windows phones. We've had problems with uh, earlier, like gingerbread and earlier Android devices. Oh, okay. Um, but you really need a mobile device. Um, some of my uh, testers try and play it using the desktop, and it just doesn't work because they'll they'll kill somebody, and then by the time they get to log the kill on the on the system in front of a computer, they they've been stabbed or the target <laughs> killed again. So then the system breaks down because they don't know, you know, they don't know who their real target should be. Right. Uh, okay. Mm. So, but it's it's a ton of fun, and hopefully, uh, at your pre at your PAX event, 
we'll be able to set up a few games and then. Oh uh, sure, definitely. Awesome. That'd be a lot of fun. And be we'll, sneaky. Uh, we'll encourage people that are attending to uh, download it. Maybe we'll send some links out <laughs> when we send the the official party invite. Maybe we'll put some links in there to say, "Hey, download this and come equipped and ready to get stabbed." <laughs> nice. <laughs> it'll be like it'll be like Clue. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Sounds great. And it's <laughs> the idea. nice thing is, there's no there's no download. It's just a website you're hitting. So there's Excellent. no download. It's it's super lightweight. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. And I, I'm really excited. I think people really, really take to it. Well, good. Well, we'll definitely we'll have you on again, uh, maybe after PAX, and we'll talk to you about you know how uh, people how people uh, received it, and we wish you tons of luck. And thanks, man. And, uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm super super happy for you. Yeah, cool. really cool. Live the dream. Do I'm it. trying. I know, right? <laughs> for real. Um, so let's let's shift gears over to Citadel, and I realize that everyone in this room is eventually going to play Citadel, so I'm not going to spoil anything about Citadel. I do just have to give props to Bioware for kind of creating um, the the piece of DLC that I think everybody really wanted, and it also kind of creates um, the ending to Mass Effect 3 that you you wanted all along. And I'm not saying that this has no reference at all to the original ending of the game, but it's sort of the the fantasy ending that you always wanted. Uh, your shepherd to have like at the happy, end of the trip. Happily ever after kind of ending. Yeah, like, and there are going to be people that that remember this as their true ending and, and nothing to do with the Reapers or the Fall of Earth or any of that kind of stuff. Because the the combat portions may be two or three hours long. And then once the combat portion wraps up in Citadel, you have hours and hours and hours of just like fun times with all of your crewmates. <laughs> you You throw a huge party. Everybody hangs out. There's like a there's a giant apartment you get that you can decorate and everyone like dances and tells jokes and like literally all your squaddies from Mass Effect 1, Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 are all in the same place at the same time bantering and having a good time. Um, You can also go out into parts of Citadel and they will populate areas of the Citadel where they weren't before. So you can go like hang out in an arcade and like Zaid will be playing like the claw machine and he'll be like, oh, I wow. hate this claw machine. This claw machine's a piece of shit. You know, it's hilarious. <laughs> like, and they're, you know, they're all over the place. And they're everywhere. Like Matt was in the room when um, he watched a couple of the interactions between the crew members and I. And there were a couple of times where I was literally like dying laughing. Like they were so, so well done. The yeah. band was so well written. Um, and it, it, they had so much fun writing the new material that you could just tell the writers were like, you know what? We're going to give the fans, um, we're, we're going to just basically give them a huge nod and reference all the inside jokes and all the good times people have been having on online and all the memes that have been created about mass effect. They're all referenced in the DLC and it is literally just like, you know, six hours of, of fan service and I couldn't be more happy with it. I was just, I logged in this morning just to run around and see if anything else popped up and they, they're dead. They're, you, you have this, um, you can invite people up to your apartment and when I logged back in, there were more people that wanted to come to my apartment. So yeah, there's, there's more of that too. More Liara fun times. <laughs> Liara I, fun times. I want to spoil one thing. Um, Go ahead. Ash cried halfway through it, and his wife started making fun of him with my wife, and it was kind of hilarious. oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh. Yeah. Well, they're, okay. Uh, this is <laughs> well. Don't spoil the moment that they, you cried, but uh, well, I, I can kind of spoil it. Well, no, they all made fun of me. It was kind oh. of sad. <laughs> but it was uh, so Citadel, absolutely brilliant. I think when everyone in the room finishes it, we'll probably address it with a little bit more. Uh, a spoiler-filled review, but 
Mm-hmm. Um, you pick it up, you will definitely get your money's worth. Yeah. So Matt, speaking, so speaking of, getting of your money's worth, <laughs> Citadel, Matt was actually at my place, um, and he was installing SimCity. How did that go, Matt? <laughs> it installed. It totally installed. Um, it only took about an hour and a half to install to my machine, which was a little ridiculous. Uh, How it was, big is it? Uh, I don't know, honestly. It, it 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 was just one of those like it was downloading patch after patch and then doing this and that, and it just took forever. It, it felt like an old. It was. It made me. I told Ash. I said, "Oh, this is why I quit PC gaming like forever ago because this is what happens. Like, you turn on the game a day after it comes out, and then it just downloading patch seventy four of eighty three, and you're like, oh, okay, and it's like an hour later, it's like downloading patch seventy five of eighty three. You're like, Jesus, I just want to play the damn game. So. Mm-hmm. It installed. Eventually, I was very excited about this game, and then I hit the nightmare that everybody on the internet has been complaining about for the week, which is you can get into one server, but then you couldn't create your city, and then you could get into the tutorial, but then nothing would populate in the tutorial, and it, it was just was like problem after problem after problem after problem, and it was it was ridiculous, and. I'm not the kind of person who's like, oh, I bought this game for 60 bucks. Like, I deserve to play day one. I understand people have problems, but I was a little frustrated that a company the size of EA was not prepared for the release of a massive game like SimCity. Like, mm-hmm. it's not as if they didn't know there were going to be millions of people trying to hit the server on night number one. You know? Oh, people like this game? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this wasn't some unknown title brand new ip that they were like holy shit it exploded it was like this game has been a massive title for decades you know i mean it, it's ridiculous that they were not ready for this kind of onslaught and if you're going to require online and i understand why they require online in the game now that i've actually been able to play it but if you're going to require online then you better damn well be ready for the online experience you know like I don't know how you handle it or how you want to do it, but don't do what you did, which is basically nothing, and just a bunch of people get screwed while they're trying to log into the servers, with like bad messaging and and like, uh, it just was it was it was bad. It was really bad. It was hilarious because you were trying to log into like every place on the planet. You're like, I'm going to log into Congo servers. Basically, <laughs> they're putting I'm up to log into New Zealand and see if I can get in there. <laughs> like, I did one second and it wouldn't let you play. They they basically were saying like, look, the server location isn't tied to your location. Like, you can log into any server you want to get on and play. Just you know, like whatever's open and available. But I mean, the servers weren't even marked as like full. They were marked as busy. Like it was just oh, like boy. it was. Just a, of like improper messaging and like poorly handled errors and it, it just was bad it was Sounds really like a bad. whole lot of fun do you ever get to play like actually play so this morning i got on and i actually played for a couple of hours and uh totally fine they, they had two blog posts that they posted i think yesterday i don't know this morning um they are making like a sort of mea culpa there if you register or if you activate SimCity by march 18th you'll get a free ea title from origin you can download whatever you want supposedly um, it, it didn't say it was limited. It literally said any EA title on Origin. What are you going to get? I have like Origin, and I've never been on it using it. So I'll <laughs> some sure, but, uh, uh, but I got on this morning, went through the tutorial. Everything went totally smooth. They said something like they increased their servers by 120%, so they, they're handling the load now. There were a ton more servers. Like 90% of them were marked as open working, so... You know, I mean, it's something they should have done like a week ago and not a week after the launch of the game. But at least it's working uh, as a best say for that. Oh, oh, to be the guy that made that mistake, whoever he may be. 
or um, she maybe. I think that's a budgetary mistake, probably a lot higher up than one guy who making it. I think that was like, well, we don't want to spend that kind of money on servers. Let's wait and see what happens. And then- I like to think it was a guy with a curly mustache who was just like, ah, save some money, she. <laughs> so the- what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and I started playing, and the game is absolutely gorgeous and fun and addictive. It's everything that SimCity was when I played, you know, 15 years ago or 12 years ago. I, I'm loving it so far. I, 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 the tutorial took about 30 minutes, and then I played probably about an hour and a half of real, like, city-building gaming. Um, they've added so much more intricacy to the cities, uh, and they've taken away some of the things that were annoying to manage. So, like, you used to have to build pipelines and power lines. You remember that, like, in the old... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so now all you have to do is is basically plop down like a, like a water tower for water, let's say, and then anywhere you have infrastructure that is along your roads will automatically get water from that water tower. So like, you don't have to build the infrastructure of pipes and electric lines out. It basically just follows your infrastructure of roads and where you put down different zones. Oh, cool. It's a little bit more intuitive, less, less micromanagey. So you're not managing like that kind of minute detail, but you now you are managing things like the Sims actually have needs and wants in your city and they'll like they'll tell you like and not in a way like where it's just bar charts but if you zoom in a little there'll be like people with bubbles that'll be like man i wish trash collection would happen sometime soon and like <laughs> my god like did you hear about the crime in the city like they, they just start talking and doing things and you start reacting to those by building more stuff and like getting your city to, to do more things and then the online part of it which i haven't started yet um is you basically start in a section of land that's like a like a like a some kind of square radius of land you know or square of, of land and there's a bunch of different city s- spots inside of that land so you you build like you build like one big place and then in that big place you build a city in one little section and then other people online can join in on your section of area and build their cities next to yours oh. and then start pooling resources so like if i don't want to build uh if i don't want to build a trash collection place but i want it to be in a different part of this square area i can actually buy trash services from that city over there and then they make money off of me by sending their trash collectors to my city and then i can like you know sell them some resources that i might have like let's say i have a mine in mind that i can or i can get you know ore out of and, and do things with that and they need it well they can buy that from me and then it, it becomes this real actual place like it like how cities actually work like one city doesn't necessarily do all of that stuff on their own they will buy things from other cities around them the you know water and power and all that kind of stuff hmm, so cool so it's actually kind of amazing to see all this kind of working together and integrating different cities um we'll obviously revisit it when i have when now that i can actually play the game we'll revisit it <laughs> later on when i've played more but so far i mean uh, not dis- only disappointed in the launch not disappointed in the title at cool. all Cool. Yeah, it's that good. is very cool. Well, I mean, hopefully people forget about this. Video game folk are, are kind of fickle, so uh, after a week of, uh, I, I think people will eventually forget about the launch woes. Hopefully, literally the same exact thing happened in Diablo three, and yeah. and people love that game. You know, it took it took like two weeks before people completely forgot that stuff was wrong, and we're just playing and enjoying it. So yeah, mm-hmm. assuming now they seem to have fixed the problem. It, this will just pass eventually, you know? This too yeah. shall pass. Do you think that 
that they do lose any sort of face uh, because of this? Because, well, and I don't know if Diablo's issues were other. I actually, as I said before, didn't have really a chance to play it, but it didn't have the legs that Diablo 2 had. And do you think it's possible that any like sort of bad blood may have turned people subconsciously on it? Yeah, I mean, of course. I think I think there 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 was a lot of. I was reading some of the comments to Ash, of, like the forums that were having. <laughs> And I mean, it was just people that were just cursing EA, essentially. The weird thing is not a lot of people seemed to be mad at SimCity. They were mad at EA. Hmm. You know, it wasn't like, screw SimCity, this is the worst experience ever. It was like, EA, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, it's that over and over and over and over again. So I think... Yeah, but that always happens. Yeah. EA taking it on the chin again, and we'll just, we'll have to see. But yeah, I think some people will probably just never revisit the game. Mm-hmm. But Ash. Yeah. Uh, so I, it was cool. Uh, Epic Games did a four city tour of um, of states. I think there was uh, one in North Carolina and Orlando, and then a couple in California. Um, and they're showing off Gears of War Judgment, which is the new title that they worked on with People Can Fly, and it's a prequel to the Gears of War series. And um, they were there showing off the new Overrun mode, which is a, a new class based multiplayer mode for Gears of War Judgment. And so they were in town, and their uh, community manager was there, um, Rackzilla, and he was there kind of promoting stuff and hanging out. And there are a couple hundred Gears fans that lined up in Orlando, and uh, I got a chance to go down there and hang out and meet some fun folks and play some games. And it was awesome. The whole experience really felt like I was a kid in the arcade again, you cool. know, where you line up and you wait for your turn, and there's like all this adrenaline. Uh, the way they had it set up is there were four consoles facing another four consoles. So the teams would actually, you'd be looking at your opponent across the table. And um, it was incredible. Um, Overrun mode is a brand new mode um, that is exclusive to Judgment. Um, you, as the COG, have uh, different classes. So there's a medic now that can throw down healing packs. And there's a, a scout that can climb structures um, and actually snipe from, you know, well, you could snipe in the other Gears games, but now you can actually have a, a climbing a climbing capability, which you didn't have before. And there's a um, an engineer that can lay down uh, turrets and repair structures and things like that. And there's like a, a heavy class or a, a soldier class that can uh, comes equipped with like grenade launchers and things of that nature. Um, and it's all about attacking and defending. And uh, the cog are tasked with actually holding down different areas as the, the locust actually try and destroy the areas. So it's really tactical, um, a whole lot of fun. Uh, if anyone had any doubts if this is going to be a true Gears of War game, since Epic wasn't the primary developer on it, um, you can kind of put your fears to rest because it's incredibly awesome. Uh, I was there for a few hours and got a chance to play a couple times. And it is so much fun and so hectic. There's always this... Uh, ticking clock you know you're trying to keep the locust back or trying to destroy a target and you're just working together with your team and calling out orders and you know really it's really 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 tactical and just so much fun so i'm hoping that you guys get on the the gears of war judgment train when it comes out because i know you're still working on gears 3 we need to play through (laughs) gears 3 i don't think matt matt or i have gone through that game at all so or hillary so good um started yeah i'd like to yeah. I have a question about the um, overrun mode. Yeah. Right? That's what it's called? Overrun? Overrun, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, I'm not like a big Gears player, but I do enjoy the game. I remember in Gears 3, wasn't there a mode where we were building structures and like keeping back hordes of enemies? 
Yeah, so the big difference now, um, you were talking about the er, the Horde mode for Gears 3, which okay. is still a lot of fun. Horde mode in Gears 3 was, I think, 50 waves long of uh, enemies that it got increasingly harder, but they were AI-controlled. Uh, the big difference with this in Overrun mode is the opposing team controls the Locust, but they're human players as well. Oh, and, uh, sorry. Okay, I think I missed that. Locust, if you control the locust, you actually control all their abilities. So if you're like a rat, you can climb up structures and scream. If you're a ticker, you can make yourself explode. And so there's a lot of variety. Um, and, you know, and I think everyone in here loves class-based multiplayer because it is yes. there's so much there's so much variety to you know to playing. So um, is a really really in, incredible feeling game. The weapons still feel great. I got to try out some of the new guns. They're uh, a lot of fun. So um, I can definitely see you know myself sinking a lot of time into judgment when it comes out cool is it is this similar to uh the old unreal assault mode um i don't know if i actually remember unreal assault oh it was awesome i love that i love the assault mode basically uh one team would be tasked with like meeting objectives like destroy the generator and then once you blow up the generator you could get in a separate door that would allow you to get to the main crystal or that's exactly what it's like. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. and then you add like the Team Fortress two classes on top of it. That sounds uh, awesome. That it is brilliant. brilliant. Oh. Is, I'm brought that up because it's exactly what you have to do. As the locust, once you destroy one cog objective, a new portion of the map opens up, so the cog have to fall mm-hmm. back and defend the second objective, and the locusts are trying to destroy Got the it. second objective. So the map continues to grow, and um, it is it's just really a whole lot of fun and. Uh, it adds just a lot of depth to to the Gears series, which I think it was uh, really needing at the time. So I think um, Battlefield and uh, Dead Space Two sort of had similar game modes like that. So that, I think for Gears, that's great. That sounds really awesome. I can just see if everyone working together on their headsets, you know, a good group of friends, you could yes. have a whole lot of fun with with something like this. So do, absolutely, do you change sides after a period you of do. time. So if, if you lose, is the the cog for like one round you'll switch over and then you'll be the attackers and you'll play as the locust and it kind of goes back and forth i think if you win three in a row then the match ends so it's like best you know two out of three type awesome. deal cool that's just like assault i I love that mode love that mode awesome awesome well definitely everyone in this room we got to pick it up when it comes out and we'll we'll play together can we can we play gears three first please okay i'll play all tomorrow <laughs> if you guys want to play tomorrow i can't all right scott and hillary tomb raider i've been hearing you guys moan and groan about how amazing it is why would it be moaning that's a weird way to put that (laughs) things are oh it's so good oh Oh, i miss so much pain it's It's so so awesome um i can't stop playing it it's yeah it's um it reminds me of like if you were to turn Uncharted like into a lost themed video game somehow. Yes. Because like pretty much the story is that like um, There's a smoke monster. <laughs> yeah. Laura Croft and her team um are going in search of uh treasure and adventure, obviously. And they crash on this island and the island is inhabited by other people. And you're trying to uncover the island's mysteries while adventuring through the jungles and searching for things. And um, it's just, it's like a straight up adventure title. I mean, for the most part, it's pretty linear. Um, you can go to, like, you can revisit the areas that you've been to to do the collectibles and stuff like that. But for the most part, um, it's just a really fun 
adventure game and it looks really good um i think hillary's a little further along than i am what do you what do you think about it so far hillary yeah you know the it's so funny because the marketing of the game definitely did not make me want to play it and it was it was mostly seeing the game in demos and things like that that made me go okay this is actually kind of cool now that i have it it's amazing um i'm i'm probably like 60 to 75 percent done with the game wow. um, i still have to go back and get some collectibles but yeah it's super addicting um it's a gorgeous game i mean it's just fantastic the one thing i will say is that lara or lara 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 definitely um and it's funny because some of the voice actors actually call her laura so yeah, some people do. are calling her lara laura lara <laughs> so you're like wait it wait it's lara it's laura i don't know what it is anyway um she has so many bad things happen to her it's just like it's it's crazy, but so, um, so yeah, it's great. Hillary, you and I had the same kind of feels on this game previous to it coming out, which was like it just felt weird. We weren't sure what the marketing was doing. We didn't understand why they were demoing certain scenes and stuff. Yeah. Like, but I've heard that in context of the game, all of it makes perfect sense and is really good and done very well. Yeah. Do you still feel like that or no? Yeah, I do. I feel like I feel like, you know, she's definitely had some really awful things happen to her. Um, you know, at the beginning, I feel like you and I thought it was going to be like a rape sim. <laughs> Which I was like, yeah, that's not cool. Jeez. Um, I don't know if I ever felt wow. that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, anyway, any marketing, right? I don't want to leave you in the <laughs> cold. Press, so I'm, good press. Yeah, I'm gonna, I don't want to leave you in the cold. So I'm just going to say, sure, we both felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just it just felt like it was like, you know, torture scenes yeah, and, yeah. you know, torture like porn, you, if you will. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, yeah, no, I think it definitely has a, a broader context for sure. And those those scenes that we saw do fit into the grand scheme and her character arc is actually really cool. So she awesome. becomes, you know, hardened and, you know, becomes more like a hunter and, and there's skill sets that you can purchase with skill points. I mean, it's really, really cool. There is a bit of customization. Um, it's just a really gorgeous game. And the one thing that really surprises me about Tomb Raider is I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty far in and I have yet to encounter a game breaking bug or a bug that I've noticed. I'm sure I've hit some bugs, but Right. Nothing that I've seen, and it's kind of amazing how clean this game is. It's it's kind of cool. other triple A adventure games that may sound like Marmassan's Mead. <laughs> uh oh. Ouch. Rhymes with two words. Rhymes with Marmassan's Mead. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 beautiful. I mean, it's um, it it totally like wraps you in, and and you feel like you're playing Indiana Jones mixed with Lost, like Scott said. Um, it's and uncharted it has all of the good things about those all wrapped into one and um she's lara is a pretty cool character i mean at the end of the day she starts off kind of like a wimp kind of whiny but as you grow with her she she becomes badass it's awesome i think i think the original marketing was misguided because i think what they were trying to accomplish and sort of failed at is they were basically just trying to say hey this is lara's origin story so she's going to start out like with sort of a weak appearance and then through the progression of these like trials and tribulations, she becomes stronger in the character that everybody knows today. And I think, mm-hmm. I think that's what they were trying to say, but the approach was just really bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, um, and it's so funny because even, even the voice acting in combat changes. Like, I mean, from the beginning of the game, she's like, Oh, 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 you know, like hiding and, you know, shooting, but really quiet. And yeah, you kind like, of hear oh her God, pant. Yeah. Yeah, and then like along the way, like right after she gets like a grenade launcher, she starts yelling at enemies like "Die assholes!" Like it's oh, that's amazing. So cool, it's awesome. 
it's really, really cool, cool because um like the dialogue is really good like hillary was saying so um you know sort of like un in uh uncharted like it's got like a lot of attention to those details so you know when you're crawling through like a cave like you can hear her talking to herself or when when she's in combat with other people like the people are yelling at you as they're running at you and they're saying things so you can actually kind of listen to what the enemies are saying and react to them in combat That's and awesome. she's not really like when the game starts out she's not really built for close combat so you start out trying to keep a distance and as you become stronger and you level up a little bit you can start getting in close for kills and it it still kind of has like a a frantic close combat feel to it so um, her and her and her finishing moves are pretty awesome oh yeah it's got like a lot of great animations and camera yeah. angles and all that I'm stuff. i'm gonna go out and buy this now you i mean i've been reading a lot of good reviews but hearing it from you two seals the deal yeah it's i think the other thing that um that i like about the design of the game in general is that i like the the details the attention to the details that they put in the game so for example um, one of the things you collect in the game are documents. So when you pick up a document, you see the text of the document, but it's also narrated too, which I think is cool. So it's not kind of like a throwaway. Yes. It's not like a throwaway thing where you're just like, oh, button through that. I got it. You know, um, it's also nice that the game, um, the save system sort of encourages your trial and error and your exploration. So it's never punishing. So if you get to an area where you get a collectible, the game creates a save right there. So it might not save your position, but it saves the fact that you've already collected something. So if you it's really nice. picked up an item and immediately died afterwards, it would start you back, you know, like at a start area, but you would still get credit for picking up that item. Mm-hmm. So it's just a that. lot of, just a lot of little details like that. There's also, um, um, I also noticed that when you go, uh, Laura does all of the upgrades and like sort of, fine-tuning detail management from campsites and um, from time to time as you progress through the game Lara goes to a campsite and she'll start narrating the adventure to you so like it's kind of like an inner monologue about what she's experienced so far and the monologue actually plays as you're going through the upgrade system so mm-hmm. it's cool yeah it's really cool so you'll be like looking at your map and checking out your um, experience points and then she'll be like telling the story to you as you're working on something else so it's not something that has to be done separate from one another, you know? Cool. There was even a point in the game where, like, in the middle of combat, you kind of get a break and you make it to a campsite. And while I'm at the campsite, I can still hear the enemies, like, talking in the background. Like, where is she? We're going to fucking kill her. And, like, I'm, like, quickly going through them. They're not going to attack me, but I'm, like, going through the menus. I'm like, holy shit, I need to upgrade. Like, let's get out of here. I got my <laughs> shotgun. Let's go, you know? <laughs> That's, That's awesome. awesome. Well, and, and another thing, um, just on, on to Scott's point about the voice acting and everything else, there's a scene in the game where um, I literally, like, started tearing up. Like, it's that good. I mean, some of the things that happened to her, um, you'll find out. But mm-hmm. it's a really well-written game. I mean, aside from the fact that it's just pure adventure, um, it has kind of an RPG element to it that it does really develop the characters, which, you know, you don't have – you can't really customize them yourself, but – they're really, it's really rich and deep. Like, I, I don't know. I, there's, there's not enough good that I can say about this game. It's probably one of the best games I've played in a long time. Wow. Wow. It's that's, fun to start incredible. out. Like I'm really happy. It's really fun to start out like super weak. And then you, you get, you mm-hmm. get a new weapon and you unlock something and you're like, all right, let's do this. It's time to fuck these guys up. And it's, awesome. it becomes totally. really fun. Yeah. 
It's interesting. So Crystal Dynamics is, I guess, the team that actually um, developed this and then published by Square. But um, did you guys ever play the old Legacy of Kane games? Like uh, yes. way back? Yeah, yeah. Legacy of PS1. Kane, Vampire, you'd run around. Yeah, PS1. That was sort of their big claim to fame was mm-hmm. the, the Legacy of Kane stuff. And they've just been kind of um, not really doing a whole lot since then. So it's really great. I mean, Crystal Dynamics has been around forever, mm-hmm. but it, it's interesting to see them really knock one out of the park, you know? So I'm really happy for them. Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Hey, yeah. Hillary, um, I guess yeah. maybe the last thing. Have you tried the multiplayer yet? Because I have not. No, I really, I'm, I'm just doing single player right now. I do want to, I do want to try it because I'm sure it's going to be really fun. My guess is um, that's going to be similar to Uncharted's like kind of shoot 'em up mode. Yeah, we should definitely jump on because I know both of us want to get the achievements. You were probably you guys more so fans than I am. <laughs> Deus Ex Human Revolution. Were you yes. I love that game. Yeah. The multiplayer mode was developed by the team that did Deus Ex. So Idos, oh. Idos Montreal, Idos Montreal did the multiplayer. Okay. That's awesome. Great. Well, that's good. That's it's, some credibility. It's yeah. really, this is like one of those few times where I'm like happy to be wrong. You know, like mm. I, I'm so yeah. happy you guys are enjoying this because I was going into this game launching like, oh God, I'm really not excited or, or, or you know, wanting to play this at all. And, and hearing that, that all of my, you know, fears were basically just misconceptions about how they were showing the game. Yes. It's good. Like I'm happy about that, you know. Cool. Yeah, they should really reevaluate that marketing team. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah, their 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 E three fuck up is now like a legend. They're like, and check this out, she's getting her ass kicked. Yeah, enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, why are you showing us this? Yeah, yeah. Speaking I, of I, getting asses kicked, um, Matt, how was Oz? Great and powerful. <laughs> so. Uh, my wife, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, my wife. Uh, are you are you Borat? What happened there? Nice. <laughs> 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 on purpose, everybody. Please stick. All right. Um, All right. She is a gigantic Oz fan, and and actually did a write up on the movie. And, and uh, so go to the site if you want to read a humongous Wizard of Oz fan's opinion of Oz the Great and Powerful. But right now, you get a less humongous Oz fan's opinion. Um, <laughs> Uh, the good things I will say about this movie are Michelle Williams and Rachel Weisz, uh, two of the witches from the movie, are fantastic. Uh, Mila Kunis is okay for the most part, but not fantastic. Uh, and Zach Braff, surprisingly, <laughs> is wonderful in this movie. Like, he's endearing and funny, and like his character is done very well. Um, he actually plays a real person in the beginning in the kind of black and white scenes. And then he is the companion monkey that, that hangs out with, with the wizard of Oz while he's walking around. Uh, but just done very well, acted very well, super funny, super endearing throughout the whole time. Um, so that's the good stuff. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. It's pretty it short. Is, Quick. Yeah. It, it lacked, it lacked a lot of like emotional resonance is mm. what I would say. Th- there wasn't really any like magic to the movie. There wasn't any like, in, like moments where you're like, Oh man, like heart tugging moments, which you kind of expect from a story like this and from a place like Disney. And, and it just, it just fell really flat and, I, I hate to say this because I'm a I'm a big fan of Sam Raimi. He was the wrong director for this movie. It, wow, 
it was bad. Like he did a lot of his weird camera tricks from evil dead where there's like weird pans and zooms and on people. And, and like he would shake the camera to like try to make it feel like, you know, it was going to be like a terrifying moment. And it just came off as hokey and, and cartoony and, it just was it just wrong. Just felt really wrong. And then speaking of wrong, James Franco is, is terrible in this movie. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I like him as like the stoner buddy friend in a lot of movies. I, I've seen a lot of movies with him that I think he's fantastic in. This is not one of them. He, I mean, he, I guess he's okay as like the smug early wizard, but then he's like still the smug early wizard all the way through. Like nothing changes. You know, he's still like smirky and just kind of like a weird. What's no the arc. basic arc of the story, though? So like, the arc what? of the story is you follow this character, Oscar, who is Oz, uh, who's like a carnival magician. And he gets pulled into the land of Oz, and there's a prophecy that he is coming to save them from the Wicked Witch. And there's a bunch of kind of twists and reveals that don't really it's not like oh my god it's just Mm -hmm. they kind of just happen and you're like oh okay like there's a bunch of twists and reveals about how he gets to that point and then at the end there's a fight between him and the wicked witch and like that's that's the the main arc of the story so it's pretty much exactly what you may have expected to see it is it is but like just not it just doesn't land like it never makes the landing Mm -hmm. so um this, and the only other thing I want to talk about because it's surprisingly bad is the CG. Uh, the the monkey, like all of the character CGs, the monkey and the China girl, and you know I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. There's a lot of art and makeup uh, that was done very well. Like the real effects were fantastic, and the monkey and the China girl were fantastic. But then all of the scenery CG feels really fake, like super fake. Wow. And not in that like magical fun way, but just like fake. Like there's a scene where he lands. I was telling Ash this earlier after we saw it. There's a scene where he lands in water, and it's clearly CG'd at the beginning, oh. like clearly CG water. And then it the scene like cuts, and he's in real water, and the water looks completely different. Like I I just don't know how wow. this made it through quality control. It, it's it's mind blowing. There's scenes where he's holding the China girl which is she's all CG and there's like visible gaps where she kind of moves or his hand moves and she doesn't with him. It's just, it's like wow. things that you notice and you're like, why am I noticing this stuff? Like it's stuff you should never notice in a movie. And it, it comes off very weird. And, and it's also clearly shot for 3d. They do a lot of, of we were calling them like theme park 3d things where like the camera, mm-hmm. you know, like stuff gets thrown at the camera kind of stuff and just not, it it just was really a weird movie. I, Who's I get, this movie for? Is it for kids or people that enjoy the original Wizard of Oz? It's got to be for kids. But what blows my mind about that is that we're talking about a ninety year old movie, you know, franchise that they're now making one for kids. And I know kids still love the Wizard of Oz, but there's like a huge section of adults that love Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like they just didn't give a crap about those at all. So I made the joke to you yesterday. You know, a prequel for The Wizard of Oz 90 years later, too soon. Yeah, you know. <laughs> wait, wait, the original one was released in like 39, right? Eight years, whatever, 80, 90 years later. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it, it, uh, it's not, after all of that, I know this sounds weird for me to say, it's not a horrible movie. It's not like it's a, like a terrible movie. I just, if you don't want to spend 20 bucks on it, I wouldn't blame you for taking you and somebody else out, you know, mm-hmm. like it, 
it's definitely worth a rent and it's it's an interesting story to go along the pantheon of like the wizard of oz stories it definitely fits and it's interesting characters and, and watching michelle williams and, and zach braff is is fun and enjoyable and like that was all great it just was surrounded by a bunch of like huh moments like why is that that way or why are they huh. doing yeah, I kind of, I kind of got the impression that Mila Kunis wasn't going to be good in it, just because um, there was an interview with her, and someone asked her, "So, when you're alone with Ashton, do you guys have you guys watched the Wizard of the Old Wizard of Oz together?" And she's like, "No," and I'm like, "Really? If you didn't, if you don't even like the old movie, why would you want to be Agreed. in this one?" Because yeah, people are giving yeah. you lots of money, and I think, thing, I think. Yeah. The- that makes that worse is watching Michelle Williams as Glinda really transform into the Glinda that you know from the original. Like mm-hmm. she really starts out as a different witch and then like slowly becomes this like kind of iconic character at the end. And it, it just it was that those were like the great moments that you were like, wow, if this movie was full of that, <laughs> this yeah. would have been a fantastic movie. Yeah. But, you All know, right. say, smirky smirky stoner Franco and you get like <laughs> <laughs> I'm nice. just imagining his character from Pineapple Express throughout this whole movie now. I mean, <laughs> probably not far off. Like it's it's just it's weird. He he plays one character, and I don't know why he does it in every movie. But it'd be like putting Matthew McConaughey in as the wizard, you know? Like it's oh like, man, it's like ah, <laughs> so I would be totally into that. Yeah. So that it's was just because you like naked bongo playing. Yeah, bongo playing. <laughs> <laughs> So if you should put Channing Tatum in there for you, Ash. Oh, geez. If you're a huge fan, maybe go see it. Uh, otherwise, you can you can definitely wait, but you should still see it eventually. It's 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 a good story. So there you go. All right. Cool. Come back with some Naquato. This is Raphael Sparge. You're listening to the Rated NA Podcast at nerdappropriate.com. So the Naquato today uh, was in honor of SimCity, and it was, what would the name of your metropolis be? That is, if you can get on the servers and start a city. <laughs> and just wow. for everybody's uh, knowledge, a Naquato is the Nerd Appropriate Question of the Week. Question yeah, of the yeah, week. yeah. Just it's saying. Not a, not a strange little hunchback guy that pops out of the floorboards and kills you. <laughs> I love it. That's the first thing I think of. Let's call it the nerd appropriate Naquato of the week. <laughs> <laughs> the nerd appropriate, the nerd appropriate question of the week. Of the week. Oh no. All right. Uh, so I'm going to lead mine off because I'm going to give you guys the actual name of, of what I named my section and then my city that I started. Because it's like a state oh, and then city. Oh, there's two names now? Well, I'm gonna, it's just because I'm playing. I'm telling you what I actually did. Okay. Because I think you guys, will be, Maybe you guys will be proud. So the name of my state, if you want to call it that, is Chubby Tree. Yay! <laughs> I love it. Chubby Tree. Chubby and the, tree. Name, the name of my city is less impressive, but it's Tolly Town. So it's cool. Chubby Tolly Tree Town. and Tolly Town. Tree. Very nice. Aww, Those I'm are good fan. names. But uh, yeah. first, up, yeah. we, first up, we've got Regina uh, at... Doc Liz? Doc, Doc Liz. Liz? Doc Liz. Doc Liz. Is she a doctor? Mm-hmm. Possibly. Oh, my God. Who said, mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah, no, she is. 
Okay. She's good. actually going to be coming to our party too. Can she be like and, the hey. official doctor, and we can ask her questions about things that we need? Yes. Um, I think yeah, she's like in, how do you cure colitis? She's can in a field similar oils? to Scott, actually. Oh, oh. Never mind. Cool. I wanted a medical doctor. Wow, wow. <laughs> I'm just. That's amazing. You should still ask her. Props. Yeah. To, props to anyone. Is this a pimple or is this skin cancer? <laughs> so she says, "Velocity, velocity, velocity, game on velocity. podcast." That's actually her podcast, Game on Girl podcast. Awesome. Hey, Sweet. awesome. Yeah. So, so she, she's a fellow city and then propped herself, which I'm okay with. Game on Girl podcast. Or Sweet. maybe Ash put that there. Did Ash, you put it there? He did. I did. Why do you add things to notes as if they wrote them? It's killing me. Put a different color on it or something. <laughs> he made it all caps. How, that's the it's... sign that he made it all caps? People <laughs> type all caps all the time. He's yelling at you. Uh, um, so, Amanda. <laughs> hello, Amanda at Fluid Fire says, uh, Ogdenville, or possibly North Haverbrook. What What did I say? That's what I said. You're just... Ash is just... <laughs> walking with you, man. She's putting notes everywhere now. Oh, boy. Can I mute him? Can we mute him out of the podcast right now? Let's do that. <laughs> We're going to put Ash right. in the timeout corner. <laughs> So Mr. Slick, also known as Robert Freemering, uh, says, I'm not too creative, so I'd name after cool places like Gotham, The Matrix, Zion, Metropolis, Riv- Rivia, or San De- or, or Rio. San Diario. It uh, reminds do you know where me... San Diario is? I don't know that one. I don't know that one either. Um, it I sounds cool. From The Matrix, I always think about that scene, like the cave dancing scene oh, God. in the second oh. movie. That was like my biggest <laughs> complaint about that trilogy ever created. Yeah. Really? The fast forward part. Yeah. Wait, are you a fan of cave dancing, Hillary? I just liked all the movies and I, I liked it when they were underground in the cave, whatever. Yeah. Zion, they were doing whatever. that. They were having like the orgy dance party. Like you were into that. Yeah. It was all I don't slow remember. motion. Yeah. I like the, the Ewoks. The Ewoks dancing orgy was my favorite in Return yep, of the Jedi. Yep. Oh, yep. okay. With the old music. Yes. <laughs> yeah. With the old music. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm going to jump in and say mine before Scott takes it. There you go. All right. <laughs> if I was to name city, what. I would name it after all the poor souls that gave their lives up to the Death Star. I'm going to uh, call mine Alderaan. <laughs> nice. Nice. That was oh, not going to uh, be my answer, but good. I would not. Have but now he'll steal it. Yeah. Next up is Justin Banks at Midtown 583. I don't know if I understand his answer, but I felt guilty not including him. Um, he says, short circuit. That was a Why great not? Movie. Why not? Johnny Why Five not? is alive. Yeah. Why not? It's a place. Johnny Name Five. This. Hey, I feel like I am Johnny Five because I read books like dumb that. Dumb head. I'm just reading whatever's written. <laughs> Off the rails. <laughs> Wow. So uh, C Angel 2012 says Daling City. Daling. Jushin at Jushin says The Citadel. In honor of the Mass Effect DLC. Wilco Web. Dinka, 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 dinka. Yeah? Yes. That was good. I really miss that music. I loved all that like heavy synth stuff. I thought it was fantastic. I like it. It was very atmospheric. When they came in with the orchestral stuff in the second one, I, I, I liked it, but I really missed the first 
music. Really, I, Mass, cool. Mass Two is like like Suicide Mission. That that music. Oh, I still have it in my car, in my um, on my hard drive in my car. Like seriously, I listen to it all the time. Nice, especially when you're driving fast and you're pissed off. Oh, totally. Yeah. Suicide Mission. <laughs> Should um, we? So you guys want to keep talking about music for the rest of the day? All right, no, no. Wilco <laughs> Web. at Wilco Web says Dystopia. I was just kidding, by the way. Um, yes, I think, I think I did think of an answer for this question. Now that I see the word dystopia, um, I think I would ironically name my city Brazil after the the nineteen eighty five nice. movie. The dystopic movie. Yes. Not Is after that... the tree of origin. Huh? Not after the country. Not after the country, but after the movie and that creepy ass theme song to the movie Brazil. You know what I'm talking about? No. Do not remember it, no. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> creepy. It's like, it's kind of like Boss Nova music, but with like dark overtones, so it has a totally creepy feeling to it. I'll, I'll probably put it in. So just pretend like you heard it and go like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember that oh, now. Oh, yeah. that is creepy. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> See what That's I mean? Great. Totally creepy. Awesome. Okay. That's what I mean. uh, too. At Tasman on Twitter says, I wasn't overly creative. Tassopolis. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She's supposed to bring us cookies to the party, by the way. So I feel, prepare cookies. I feel like our special guest should say the next one. All right. The Coles, Michael Coles. Mm. Yes. Yeah, he went out on a limb with uh, Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is mean, a bat fan, that Coles. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I don't have a good one myself, actually. I guess I was thinking Serverland. <laughs> but, but, uh, maybe, maybe it's too soon. It's poignant. I actually I wrote down a couple. I'll go ahead and the first one I wrote down it was called uh Troll Bridge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I mean that's you can't get a better town name than Troll Bridge. Yes. Troll Bridge. Um the other one I wrote down was uh Taintsville. Taintsville. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Because there actually is a Taintsville in Orlando, and every time I yeah. drive through it, I say, "Really? Crazy. Is your really? town really called Taintsville?" So I said, "Why not?" No, that was it. I think uh, yesterday I came up with like two. Bonerville. That was my first. <laughs> wow! <laughs> there you go. I got a laugh. Okay, so yeah. uh, <laughs> Bethany, a uh, friend of the podcast, Bethany says Westmoreland Land. No, that's not. Is that Bethany? Uh, yeah. We actually don't know who's in charge of the private Westmoreland account. It could be Bethany. Well, private. There is, but then weirdly, there is, she seconded herself and said, yes. I second this. Westmoreland land is the place where dreams come true. So, so there, is a, there is a character in Mass that there is a private Westmoreland. I love it. Yes. It's the girl that guards the door on Normandy in Mass 3. Hmm. Oh, the one. Yeah. The load yeah. girl. Yeah. You know what? I really, I really wish I'd bring back Hillary. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Bethany would like you referring to her as the load girl, Clayton. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, um, load girl. Actually, it was nice. It was. It was. That, it's better than an elevator. She is way better than an elevator. I'll give her That's that. True. That's true. Completely a non sequitur. Um, having gone back to play Mass One, did you notice that Jennifer Hale is the voice of the Normandy VI in Mass One? I did not notice that. Yeah. Oh. Equalizing be- interior pressure with exterior atmosphere. Law. Oh, I love that. Oh. The commanding officer has the deck. They couldn't just hire someone else to do the Exo voice. Exo Presley <laughs> stands relieved. Yeah, so next time we have her on, we need to have her do her Normandy VI. 
because I, I think I'm that's sure great. I'm sure she'll love doing that. <laughs> it's so it's really cool now because this. <laughs> I've played Mass 1 like eight times, so I would just love to hear her do it again. That's a personal request. Absolutely. Okay. So Carlo at Platinum Fist says, Clarksville with a plethora of train stations. Because it's the uh, last train yeah. to mm. song, everybody. Nice. <laughs> a veritable Everybody's cornucopia. Like... Claris Igoris. Is that how I say that? Yeah. It says appendicity. Or appendicity? Appendicity. Appendicity. Sounds like appendicity. Appendicitis. Get it? Appendices? Hey, oh, no. I was going yeah. with appendicitis. Yeah. Appendicitis. <laughs> Appendices. I get oh, it. Man. I get it. I think <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right. And last, but definitely not least, Hillary's going to say it. Okay, so Kitler C says Otisburg. Is that in reference it. to something that sounds familiar? I don't know what that Wait, is. Wait, did everybody go? Otis yeah. Reddick. Did you? Yeah, I think everyone did. Because last week I got skipped. What? Did you? Uh, uh-huh. What was our question last week? Oh, I don't remember. I just remember that afterward. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I didn't give my answer. I don't, I don't remember what it was. I just remember that I'm pissed. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Hillary. Just pretend. Sorry. Just give us an answer to any question right now. Just an, any answer to any question. Endor. There you go. Thank you. That's perfect. Go. Good answer. I like it. We'll splice that in. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. That brings us to the end of episode 96 for the Reddit NA podcast. A uh, huge shout out to Clayton Donnan for joining us today from Code Cyclone to talk about killing social. Thanks, Clayton. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, I really appreciate you guys helping me uh, pop my podcasting uh, cherry there. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's our pleasure to, to uh, make you a man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thanks, mister. I appreciate it. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get you all to get you all grown up oh boy and uh uh clayton where can uh, our listeners find you and your game online and, uh killing social on facebook at uh slash killing social you can find us on twitter at killing social and you can find us on tumblr at killing social game and we also have a g plus that's killing Social, killing social and that's and you can find me on twitter clayton donnan Sweet. Thanks. Awesome. So everybody go check out uh, Killing Social online and uh, become friends with them on Facebook. Yeah, I, 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 I guess I need lots of followers. I'm, I'm very new to the whole uh, social media thing. So you can be the first or close to the first. Awesome. Besides my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we'd like to give a pre-shout out to uh, Julia Voth, who we uh, spoke to recently, and she will be... Um, appearing on episode 97 of course she is the model for jill valentine from the resident evil series Uh, she was in the movie bitch slap and she is currently in a web series called project sarah which you can find on ign start and it's going to be totally awesome Um, as always uh give some love to jimmy henson big giant circles for our theme song uh please check out his band camp um that'd be super cool um, as always you can find us on facebook twitter google plus and goodreads at nerd appropriate and you can email us, um, for those of you that do email, at uh, Scott, Matt, Hillary with one L, or Ash, at nerdappropriate.com. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Later.
Are you guys you know. ready to start performing? Hey. Sure. Performing? <laughs> oh, sorry. Ah, welcome back to Reddit and I. <laughs> Old um, Cliffy B stuff. Why can you play that? <laughs> Why can you play that? <laughs> it's more, what is that? Because we used to sit Melodia. Step right up, kids. We're not appropriate. <laughs> you should totally use that. 